Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. Uh, I'm excited to introduce many of you to uh, someone who's become a good friend of mine and of Southridge's over the last number of years, uh, the president and the CEO of a ministry called the Best Christian Workplaces Institute out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, His name is Al Lopez. Al, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. Uh, Al, I've done uh, your podcast a few times. It's a real treat to have you on ours for the first time. And I'm so excited to share uh, your ministry with not only our people here at Southridge, but with the leaders who listen across our country and beyond. So uh, maybe to start, you could just give us a bit of background information about who you are and your kind of family history and a little bit about your your work and that, that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, thanks, Jeff. And again, it's a pleasure to be here. And I've really appreciated and enjoyed our relationship over the years. And uh, I consider you a friend indeed. But, you know, I'm originally, you know, when you describe uh, where you are, you describe it as the Niagara region. And uh, while I grew up kind of near to the Niagara region in Erie, Pennsylvania, and uh, would go up to Niagara Falls uh, whenever visitors were in town. And and uh, so I certainly understand uh, the area that uh, you're from, and that's kind of where I grew up. And uh, my corporate life took me, uh, I lived in Dallas, Denver, and then Seattle with with the same organization that's now called uh, uh, Willis Towers Watson. And uh, these days, I'm I'm the CEO and co-founder of the Best Christian Workplaces Institute. It's something we've been doing for 20 years now. We're this this year we're going to celebrate our 20th year anniversary. Also, I uh, have the great privilege of being a co-founder of a of a mission called the Nicholas Fund for Education, and it's through our church that we uh, went to Guatemala and uh, we've built a school and we've provided uh, we're 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 uh, teaching. Uh, junior high and senior high and college kids uh, in a Christian school and in a really poor area of, in the highlands of Guatemala. So that's that's another passion I have. So so that's that's a little bit about uh, me. I'm married to Kathy, and you know Kathy, and I've got two adult daughters and now one grandson uh, that's just nine months old. So so that's that's a little bit about me. Very, very cool. Do you want to uh, do you want to talk about from your side of the fence, your history with Southridge and how kind of we connected? Well, so, uh, uh, you know, first of all, you've worked with the Best Christian Workplaces Institute now for, what is it, six or seven years? And, and of course, your, your employees are completing a, a survey right now uh, uh, for another year. Uh, we connected, uh, you know, I think of uh, our, some of our original connections uh, was when you were uh, at a, at a highlight, really, is when you were a key speaker at the church culture conference that uh, we were at together. We also were a workshop panelist together. Uh, and, you know, we've been, uh, as soon as I met you and hear your passion, uh, you've been a regular podcast guest. And, and you know, Jeff, one of the things I really appreciate, you uh, made a great contribution to Best Christian Workplaces when you were uh, one of five people uh, on the outside that was part of a search team for our new president. And uh, 
and that's working very well. So we've had uh, we've had multiple touches uh, along the years, and again, I just appreciate our our friendship. We joked before hitting record that uh, Southridge right now is in process uh, for probably it's you know our eight or ninth yeah, yeah. Uh, annual survey. We're we're going to talk about this at length uh, in this conversation, but uh, we're we're in a very vulnerable place with you right now because <laughs> our people are feeding back and you're you're uh, you're you're receiving some of those results. And we don't know where we're going to land this year, so uh, it's super curious. It's always it's always uh, kind of an anxious time when the jury's out. Uh, but it's been a really, uh, uh, just a really great gift to us as a, uh, a church and certainly as a staff that's led into uh, what has become a really special friendship. So I'm, I'm grateful that we can connect in, in this conversation today, Al. Um, I, I guess before we get into BCWI kind of proper, yeah. um, I just want to talk about your heart for Jesus and mm-hmm. for his church. Can you talk just about your faith background and where, where that heart for Christ came from? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a, in a mainline church in Erie, Pennsylvania, and, uh, uh, it didn't really connect with me strongly. And then I went off to college and, uh, and the search for truth, uh, was, was one of my main focuses. And, and I, I kind of re-engineered my life uh, to, to, um, to be who I thought I wanted to be. And then when I realized that who I had become, uh, was actually hurting me. And, uh, I ended up with mononucleosis. I was, uh, kind of, uh, really reevaluating where things were, uh, for me. And, and I'll have to say, uh, as I was in my room one August night, uh, in 1972, um, I thought, okay, uh, Jesus, I hear about you uh, healing people. And if you were alive today, was the question I, I asked myself, if you were alive today, would I, would I come to see you? Would I pursue you? And then finally it was the, the light bulb went off. Well, gosh, that's what Easter is all about. You are alive. And, uh, and I really started my relationship with Christ uh, uh, at that point. So uh, I got involved almost immediately with uh, with high school ministry, uh, working with Young Life. And I began to see uh, lives being transformed uh, through that ministry, through my involvement in that ministry, and, and through Jesus. And uh, that, that was really an encouraging experience. I was a psychology major. I was kind of even thought I might go into, into full-time ministry. And uh, one morning, I uh, as I was praying, I thought, well, God, if you, um, if you want me to be into ministry, uh, you probably, I should probably have a sense of calling. And, uh, uh one morning I was praying and the small still voice was very clear. And it said, Al, I want you to be a Christian in business. And I thought, and I argued with God for about six weeks because, you know, I had a psychology major. I didn't really have any business courses. What I was a senior already in college. And, uh, but no, uh, he said, that's what I want. So I pursued, uh, uh, a business uh, career and, um, um, ultimately then that led to, to, uh, retiring and starting the best Christian workplaces. But yeah, it's really, uh, uh, 
that that experience, and I've been involved in the church uh, ever since. Uh, I believe, Jeff, and uh, uh, I believe the local church is the hope of the world, especially when it works right. And I believe it's the uh, relationships with people can experience transformation in their lives when they have a relationship with uh, with Jesus, and that's what it happens in the church. And uh, and that's the purpose of the church. And uh, and I really have a strong passion, and that's really drives what I do with the best Christian workplaces because uh, we want churches to be healthy places that attract people to Christ, rather than toxic places that repel people from the faith. Mm-hmm. So you got to walk us through then this this transitional shift from <laughs> Christian business person to yeah. started this ministry. Give yep. us the history lesson of how BCWI started, why you took it on and kind of your vision for it, how it's grown over the years. Yeah, and in in, uh, in the book coming, Road, Road to Flourishing, which will be out in April, there's a, a chapter that describes this exactly. But it really started, uh, I, have a, I have a mentor uh, that's 20 years older than I am at this church. And when I was 45, he gave me uh, Bob Buford's halftime. And uh, I actually sat down over a Thanksgiving weekend and wrote my epitaph. At, uh, and I thought, and I began to think that age 50, I actually would have been qualified for a retirement plan with my company. And uh, I thought, maybe God will have something different in my life uh, at age 50. And uh, and as I got closer, then I had a spiritual experience uh, about a year before I turned 50. I mean, it was a dramatic uh, spiritual experience, a kind of a mystical experience where I uh, saw the face of Christ uh, in all of its glory. Um, and I thought, wow, this is different. And and uh, six months after that, uh, one reason or another, I told my boss that the the next June 30th, I'd be retiring uh, just after I turned 50. And I had no idea what I was going to do. I was, you know, young, vibrant, was going to do something. Uh, but uh, I just placed that in God's hands. And uh, and then a month or so before I retired, uh, I got a call from um, John Pearson, the president of the Christian Management Association. And he said, somebody from Christianity Today is going to be calling you because they want to do a best companies to work for type of a survey, and they know that you can do that. And uh, and he knew that because uh, I'd been doing the best companies to work for uh, programs in Washington and Oregon State, and uh, uh, and you know that was coming to an end. And I thought, well, I wonder, I wonder what God has for me. And uh, that connection with Christianity Today started the best Christian workplaces. Uh, the way to describe it, Jeff, is uh, divi- divine providence called, and I answered the phone. So, <laughs> that, divine that, providence called, and you answered the phone. That's yeah. that's its own that's its own nugget of legacy for all of us <laughs> listening today. Um, like, what's the goal or the vision of BCWI? You've created this essentially this survey instrument. Mm-hmm. And this survey instrument produces some results, some yeah. a kind of a scorecard that then gets debriefed mm-hmm. with the workplace, in our case, with the, with the church or with the yeah. church's leadership. And, and then ideally, you develop some action plans coming out of the good, bad, and ugly that mm-hmm. you discover uh, in this survey instrument. And ideally, then you press repeat and you do it year over yeah. year over year so that – 
you can make progress. But I know your heart for this is more than take a survey, yeah. you know, have a couple action plans, take a survey, have a couple of action plans. Give us the heart behind this. So we believe that Christian workplaces and the church uh, particularly, but Christian workplaces, Christian-led workplaces should set the standard as the best, most effective places to work in the world. And I've, I've just seen in my business career and, and also now with BCWI that, uh, that that's not always the case. And uh, because of oftentimes, you know, poor... Uh, skill, uh, poor competence, uh, or uh, just a lack of focus on this, that, that, uh, that workplaces can become very toxic. And, and I believe that when you serve in the church, you should actually grow in your faith. When you serve in Christian ministry, that you should be growing in your faith. And I've seen way too many times, this is my holy discontent to use that term, is when I see Christians um, actually see their, have their faith damaged because of their service in an organization, or actually I've seen way too many that have kind of left the faith or left the church because of bad work experiences. And, uh, and, and that just um, isn't right. Uh, I believe it's not the not the way it should work. So I really went, but on the other hand, when you see a flourishing workplace, and that gets back to the to the leadership team I was part of in college with uh, Young Life, I just saw a group of people working together in the faith, growing in their faith, and how they loved each other, and how it was the strength and the cohesion of that uh, that group of leaders working together in ministry that we saw such positive outcomes and where people were drawn uh, uh, to Christ and to the faith uh, in that period of time. So, so yeah, we believe that Christian workplaces should set the standard. We should have the best workplaces. They should be better than than the Microsoft workplaces or the all those all those places that you see on the list of best companies to work for. Christian workplaces should be even better. Al, I've so resonated with that heart. And for those listening, I mean, that's that's the why as far right. as Southridge's participation in the BCWI survey process. As a church, we exist for nothing more than to incarnate mm. Jesus in our world yeah. and believe that first things first, mm-hmm. knowing the inside out way that Jesus desires to work in and through people, that that should start with us as a core leadership and us as a core, as a staff, as a workplace, that that the essence of Jesus and the essence of the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven ought to be manifest, ought to be experienced among us. And so we use this tool in partnership with BCWI to learn how that's happening and maybe how that isn't happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, year over year, it's helped us to to kind of improve and grow. And uh, to, to understand this a little bit better, Al, you know, the survey is 55 questions, mm-hmm. but the questions are kind of clustered or themed mm-hmm. under these eight values that you've created as an acronym under the word flourish. You use the word flourish as an acronym for these eight, you call them drivers to mm-hmm. employee engagement. There's a whole science behind this as practically as it as it plays out. 
So can you describe kind of the, the, the science behind the survey and, and, and especially the, the thinking behind this flourish model? Yeah, well, Jeff, it kind of it starts with that vision that we want Christian workplaces to set the standard as the best, most effective places to work in the world. And so we've been asking uh, uh, Christian employees these questions over a long period of time. And, and we thought, okay, so let's do a statistical analysis. I mean, there is a science. There is a lot of statistics behind what we do. And we did this factor analysis, and it, it kind of grouped the questions into eight factors, eight groups of questions that all point to uh, these things drive or or are keys to employee engagement in Christian organizations. And so uh, uh, we grouped those eight questions, the statistics grouped the eight questions, the eight factors together, and then we started to look at, well, what are the questions in those factors? And so uh, then we started to put labels on them. This isn't what I think is, uh, or what any of us think, uh, create uh, engaged employees. It's what the statistics tell us in create engaged employees. And so these these eight, uh, uh, we started to put down labels on what they were. And then then we thought, well, we need an acronym. And, you know, as a, as a preacher, you know, you need to have an acronym to have something that will preach. <laughs> You're going to fight uh, to get them to catch you. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, you know, we started to see this word flourish just come out. And I, I don't, I'll be the first to say I thought it was inspired uh, as we as we came through it, and I felt, I even felt it as we kind of on a flip chart. You know, okay, we got teamwork. Oh, okay. So, what kind of teams do we want? Well, we want fantastic teams. Oh, we've got this. Uh, we've got talent. You know, attract, retain, uh, motivate people. Uh, that's talent. Okay. Well, we want we want outstanding talent. Oh, we we have uh, leadership. Okay. It's it's. Uh, Leaders that are are you know reflecting Christ of the world and they're transparent and they're building trust and they're competent. What kind of leadership is that? Well, that's inspirational leadership. So, so as we kind of came through each of the factors, they 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 began to spell out the word flourish. So it's a fantastic teams, life giving work, outstanding talent, uplifting growth, rewarding compensation, inspirational leadership, sustainable strategy, healthy communication. Those eight. Um, factors, those eight drivers, those eight keys are what drives employee engagement uh, in Christian organizations. And we believe it's when uh, it's culture that impacts those, uh, those uh, engagement uh, keys, no question about it. So it's the research behind it. There is a science and uh, that's what we found. Yeah. Yeah. I love all eight of those. I know that Southridge doesn't excel in all eight of them as much as we do in some there, you know, we've got some, some struggles uh, year to year um, and, and pursuing those eight values, those eight drivers to employee engagement is why we do this every year. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, Al, if a leader's listening, either from a, a church that's never done BCWI before, or who runs a company or an organization that they would like to be, kind of Christ exuding, mm-hmm. how could they dive into this process? Where would they start? Well, they easily could uh, go to our website. And, you know, Jeff, as you say, uh, we work with churches. We work with every kind of Christian nonprofit from uh, colleges to uh, to Christian schools to parachurch mission organizations to organizations like uh, Compassion. And... Um, uh, uh, 
and the 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 other leg that uh, has really taken off is Christian owned businesses and you know Christian owned businesses much like to your point uh, they want to they want to be a witness for Christ in their business and with their employees and and while we have a best workplaces institute we take out a couple of our specific uh, Christian questions, but uh, everything else is very much the same, and we're getting at the character of leadership as well. Um, And we're able to do that with Christian businesses, and we've done now that with with hundreds of uh, Christian businesses. So so it's starting with uh, starting with doing uh, an employee engagement survey, and and again, it's uh, the best Christian. It's bcwinstitute.org is is where most would start, and. Um, we respond immediately to uh, to any inquiries we have. Yeah, but that's that's how you start. It's an employee engagement survey. Yeah. yeah, it's just a it's an email. It's it's yeah, it's, it's an email. Easy. Get you it'll get you into this mess. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, talking now a little bit more transparently, you know that for nearly a decade now, Southridge has been yeah. a BCWI user. Yeah. Um, what would you say you've observed about our workplace culture over the years and our engagement in this process. Yeah. Well, you know, as I've looked back at your data, Jeff, uh, you know, and I remember that first year of uh, kind of at a 4.0 uh, approximately, was it a 4.0 or 4.0? 4.00 out of 5. 4.00. Yeah. You're right on that line of uh, being certified as the best Christian workplace. And and uh, one-tenth of a point below that, or you would have been uh, in an unhealthy in uh, a critical moment spot, as we called it at the time. And now, you know, you're in the what, top 5% of all churches that we survey, again, hundreds of churches that we survey. So, so you've, you've taken the, the, the tool and the intent, and you've really worked hard to create a, a, a workplace culture that's flourishing. And, and I, I love your heart, you know, as you've, uh, your, your desire is that you want every one of your employees to come to a workplace where they can, uh, they can be emotionally engaged in the work they're doing and fully engaged and having a great experience as they're, as they're serving the church, as they're serving Christ and and the work that they do. And, um, and, uh, that's really been a, a great joy. And I, and I like, you know, so we have a, a kind of a three-step approach that, that you've followed uh, very well. One is the discovery phase, which is the survey. And then you have listening groups and so on in that discovery phase. And then, then it's the build phase. And you've got this uh, action planning process. Uh, you call it a gap analysis. I've, I've learned that uh, from our podcast where you're actually looking at, well, where do we want to be versus where we are and how do we manage those gaps? And then, then you come back to the grow phase and you implement what you discover and then it's back to discovery. So it's the discovery, build and grow, uh, kind of a, a circle as you, uh, as you uh, go through this process every year and, and, you know, then you're able to see what's working, what's not working. And, and, uh, of course, the world changes every year. Twelve months, <laughs> a lot has changed in the last couple of years within a twelve-month period of time. So you you get back to the basis, you discover again where you are, and yeah, that's been uh, that's been fun to see as you've improved the health of your culture over time. Yeah, we actually asked ourselves these couple of years during the pandemic, like, do we really want to do this right now? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought, you know what, we want to be true to the process mm-hmm. and 
you can never kind of predict the conditions of where you're at year over year. And so at the end of February, every year, we've just kind of committed to it. And no matter what, you know, the context is, we're going to survey and, and, and re-engage in that, like you called it, the discovery phase mm-hmm. and, uh, and see where, where God has us and where he's trying to lead us. For people who are listening, just to get a little bit more practical, these 55 questions that are broken into these eight themes, according to the Flourish model, they're each scored out of five. Mm-hmm. Five being strongly agree, four being agree, three being neutral, two being disagree, and one being strongly disagree. And in your benchmarks, 4.0 is the threshold for health. Right. Below 3.75 is the threshold for toxic. So mm-hmm. if you're below 3.75, you're toxic. Mm-hmm. If you're above 375, but below four, you're unhealthy. If you're above four, you're healthy. You become a certified best Christian workplace. And then if you're over 4.25, yeah. uh, you're designated as flourishing. And what I loved about that was over the years, as our staff expanded in number, uh, we started to break the results down departmentally. And one of our goals, we achieved it uh, for the first time a couple of years ago. One of our goals was to have every single department in its own departmental score exceed that 4.25 threshold so that every employee who drove onto the parking lot of our community, our organization, our, our, our workplace could know that they were getting out of bed to drive onto the parking lot of a, f- a flourishing culture experience in their individual department. And so it's been super helpful uh, for us to pursue that end as individually and specifically as every employee in every department. It's been really, really cool. Um, Knowing that we're running out of time here, Al, I, I guess I, what I want to spend some minutes on is, is appreciating that all this passion has resulted in this new book you mentioned earlier called The Road to Flourishing. Can you give us a bit on just what the driver of the book was, where it came from, and what you're hoping that the, the book accomplishes? Yeah, Jeff, you know, over time, I've just become so passionate about trying to get the word out and, and have people actually understand why uh, a flourishing workplace is such a positive experience. Uh, and uh, the, the culture has gotten to the point where, you know, it's more difficult to find good employees. How do, we, how do we develop these cultures? And so I wanted to write a book that was able to communicate that. And, uh, and I was uh, able to find somebody that could help me even write the book. And that in itself is a, is a, uh, a God story. But uh, uh, the desire is to have a book, and this is a book that has a lot of case studies, including yours, uh, that that uh, describe how organizations actually implement this and how they how they are fantastic team, how they have each of these uh, elements of fantastic teams, and it's a and it's a great way for leaders to say, oh, I need to do that, or oh, I could do that, or I can improve by by uh, implementing what they're doing over at this organization that's in the book. So, so that's really my desire. Again, it's uh, just part of the, of the vision that I have that Christian workplaces be the best. And, you know, as a colleague, uh, we, we can't, we can't get by with uh, 
sloppy agape, uh, you know, which is oftentimes true in a Christian environment. Uh, let's be excellent. And I want, uh, I really want the church, uh, Christian workplaces to be excellent workplaces that uh, reflect Christ to the world. When does the book release? You were saying before we hit record that it's delayed a little bit. It's delayed, uh, you know, uh, uh, and it's going to be out April 19th. Yeah. Now we'll have the paper to print the book uh, by, and it'll be by out April. by the supply April chain. 19th. Yeah. Well, that's great for people who are listening either from other churches or from Southridge in your own workplace culture. If you're curious to dig into the drivers of what it actually mm -hmm. takes to have a thriving workplace culture experience, by all means, this is going to be a helpful and a super practical resource for you. Um, what it's really done, Al, is it's seared our hearts together mm -hmm. around this conviction that not only, as you describe it, not only should Christian organizations be you know, the most Christ-expressive, mm -hmm. thriving workplace cultures, but the, the opposite as well, that attending to your culture is the single most important thing a church or a ministry leader can do. Mm -hmm. Talk about why we believe that, because I know I've given that rant before. I'd love to hear you give it. Well, you know, Jeff, you, you have communicated that so well, and uh, and I love chapter 15 in your book uh, where you talk about organizational culture. And, uh, you know, uh, as we grow in the faith, uh, uh, you know, as we, be, as we are growing in our discipleship, you know, engagement is, is just, these are the tools that build our faith, you know, from discovery, you know, what, what does the word say and how does it uh, impact my life? And, and how does, how to do the interactions that I have with other people uh, reflect my self-knowledge and how, my, how I'm coming across? And, and am I actually, do I have integrity in my life uh, in faith I mean, those are all, you know, come through relationships. So I believe that clearly uh, it's part of even our own discipleship journey to be able to be engaged and to develop others then uh, to be uh, engaged in their faith and their, uh, in their walk with Christ. I mean, that, that'd be uh, not as articulated as you can do, but that's, that's, uh, it's a key part, I feel. I don't know how articulate I, I, I am on this, but I, I just view it as the team equivalent of sanctification. Yeah, right. We're invited as followers of Jesus to become more like Christ. All of us, hopefully, are on that journey personally. Mm -hmm. But what does that look like for us to be on that journey as a team? What does mm -hmm. us as a team becoming more like Christ? To me, if I was to boil it down, that's what BCWI comes alongside mm -hmm. and helps you do. <laughs> and it's kind of the, if, if what we're about is transformation, then let's start with us and let's be, let's us as leaders be being transformed uh, as much or more than the people we're inviting into the transformational journey of our ministry. So with that, uh, I, I just, I could go on forever with Yal, but we got to wrap up um, and any final encouragements or challenges uh, either to our members here at Southridge or, and uh, the leaders listening from beyond Southridge when it comes to promoting a mm. flourishing culture in your church and workplace. Yeah, I just encourage you to think about it. I you know, as as uh, we're just wrapping up uh, uh, Romans 12:9 comes to mind, you know, where Paul uh, in Romans 12, one of my favorite uh, books of the Bible, just says love must be sincere. 
you know, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, never lack in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. I mean, that that's those words describe Christian community, uh, a fully engaged uh, uh, environment and community where we're Christian brothers and sisters are working together in service. And uh, uh, wouldn't the world be a greater place if that was what people saw in our workplaces and uh, as, as Christians work together? So let's, uh, let's build towards that vision. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Al. Really appreciate you being here. All the best with the book launch. And if you can add a couple points to our uh, 2022 BCW <laughs> I score, I'll, uh, I'll owe you lunch later, okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Jeff, I know how you feel. We we do the same thing here. So, yeah, it's the, the leader is always a little anxious as to, okay, what's really happening. So, yeah. I, we I, just we take bets as a leadership team, and so I just I just want to know if I'm going to win the pool or not. <laughs> there, there you go, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks so much for being here with us, Al, and uh, for all of you listening in. Appreciate you tracking with us again today. Join us in a week as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.